Good gentles and fair folk around the known world, welcome to episode two of season four here on the Known World Bardcast. It's a very special and long overdue episode of the Bardcast, and maybe for the SCA. I don't mean to sound grandiose or to make our little show bigger than what it is, but it's time for our community to be in the spotlight and to be praised and recognized for the gifts we bring. This is the Bardic Pride episode, and that's Pride with a capital P-R-I-D-E. It is celebrating LGBTQ plus bards around the known world, and it's going to be a little different on this episode. I have recordings from lots of LGBTQ plus bards. It's going to be exhausting for some of you hearing me use that acronym over and over, and it's it's a little, uh, it's an adjustment for me, but I don't want to leave anyone out. And from what we've consulted in the group that we formed on Facebook to put this episode together, that was the safest way to go in terms of making sure everyone is included as possible. I'm going to say very little this episode uh, for various reasons that maybe I'll get into toward the end. But you're going to hear from a lot of fantastic bards from around the known world, all representing the LGBTQ plus uh, community and representing it with, of course, Bardic Pride. I'll check back in with you toward the end of the episode and uh, have a little bit to say there, and we'll list the playlist on the website to make sure all these fine gentles get credit, but you'll see what I mean. Let's let this take care of itself. Welcome to Bardic Pride, here on the Known World Bardcast. I'm Maya Juliana Passavanti, and I'm out in the SCA. I am Mistress Magdalena La Sanguini from the Kingdom of Atlantia, and I am out in the SCA. I'm Geoffrey of Exeter from the East Kingdom, and I'm out in the SCA. Bring us home, God Alessand. Bring us home, God And follow their love. Bring us home, God Bring us home, no best hair, for that is full of ponies. But bring us home, God for evil of that. Oh, bring us home, God Bring us 
Sir Gawain went out a-questing, and got lost in the winter woods. It was dark and cold such an awful night that the night shivered where he stood. But as he roamed despairing, he spied a castle fair, and they spied him and welcomed him in and cheered to see him there. Lord or lady, knave or maid, all of them sighed for Sir Gawain. Knave or maiden, lady or lord, that courteous knight loved all the same. The lord there was warm-hearted, stout framed with a great big beard. He offered food and finery to the knight that he revered. The lady came to see him and thought him a comely sight. Gawain thought her yet comelier, they made merry all the night. Lord or lady, maid or knave, all of them sighed for Sir Gawain. Knave or maiden, lady or lord, that courteous knight loved all the same. A game the lord proposed then, twixt him and the gentle knight. Each day they'd swap what they had won, and see which did delight. The lord rode to the greenwood to hunt swift running deer. Gawain slept late and woke in bed with the castle's lady near. Lord or lady, knave or maid, all of them sighed for Sir Gawain. Knave or maid and lady or lord, that courteous knight loved all the same. That night the lord presented Gawain with his bounty great. Gawain in turn embraced the Lord and gave him kisses sweet. That prize was so delightful, the Lord would play again. Gawain agreed, they went to bed the morrow to do the same. Lord or lady, maid or knave, all of them sighed for Sir Gawain. Knave or maiden, lady or lord, that courteous knight loved all the same. Wild boar the lord went hunting, as the lady did hunt her knight. They laughed and played and talked of love, it was a lovely sight. The lord returned successful, the lady was also. A kiss from one was gifted on, and so their love did grow. Lord or lady, maid or knave, all of them sighed for Sir Gawain. Knave or maiden, lady or lord, that courteous knight loved all the same. Alas, on the third morning, that fair knight made to leave. The lord and lady begged him stay, more kisses to receive. He said, too long I've lingered, it's time I should be gone. He left his lovers sad behind and went a-questing on. Lord or lady, knave or maid, all of them sighed for Sir Gawain. Knave or maiden, lady or lord, that courteous knight loved all the same. See
My name is Master Pierce McTarlach. I'm a member of the Order of Defense, and I've been out in the society since I started in 2012. I'm proud to have been part of the first same-gender pairing to enter the coronet list for the Principality of the Summits after the inception of inspirational equality. I'm hoping that by being out and being present, that I can make sure that other queer people feel comfortable and realize that they too can find their home here in the Society for Creative Anachronism. When I'm lonely, dear white heart, 
Eloise de Bruyere from the Kingdom of Atlantia, and I'm out in the SEA. My name is Silenus of Mycenae from the Kingdom of Kaid, and I am out in the SEA. Our tale begins in the city of Silene, in the country of Libya, in North Africa. A dragon came, a vast, scaled beast that's breath spewed not fire, but poison. Poison that would seep into the water and make it so it spread illness and disease to all of the people of the city. The king pleaded with this ancient creature of the old world. What do you want? My people, they're suffering. And the dragon said, I only desire the flesh of young maidens. I wish a maiden every day or I will continue to spew my poison into the lake that quenches the thirst of all of your people. So the king started a lottery 
all of the young girls, unmarried girls, would put in their names and be chosen at random as sacrifices to this vile beast's thirst for maiden flesh. And this broke the heart of the king's daughter. Day after day, she saw young women her age and sometimes younger being led away. She knew that her name was never put in the lottery because she was the king's daughter, his only child, the apple of his eye, his most precious possession. She wanted the pain to stop. And her mother, the queen, saw the pain that was in her eyes and took her aside and said, daughter, I will help you. Because her mother was part of an ancient line of wise women who knew the true names of the words of earth, sea, and sky. And she taught these words, these powerful, old magic to her daughter. And they expressed it in the sewing of a girdle. She sewed day in and day out the true names of these three things and wove powerful enchantments that would be used to subdue the dragon that was plaguing her people. Three days before she knew her time was coming, as every single maiden in the land had met her end and the lottery was getting smaller and smaller and the common people were demanding that the king's daughter be put up. That it wasn't fair that they had lost their daughters. And so, in the three days before her doom, the princess had a dream, she had a vision, a premonition, where she saw a man, a Christian knight, with hair kissed by fire, skin as pale as clouds, riding on a white horse with a great shield with a red crusader's cross upon it. This vision was both uplifting and troubling, as the man that she saw in her dream caused her heart to race with, with desire at his beauty. She focused all of that passion from her premonition into finishing the enchantments into the girdle. Her mother and her had concocted a plan. When she volunteered herself to be sacrificed, it was a trap for the dragon. The plan was tied up on the stocks, but conceal it wear the girdle with all of the enchantments. And then as the dragon came to devour her, she would trap him and would meet its end. And so the solemn day came and the king, who did not know about this plan, was morose that he had to give away his most beloved daughter. So he dressed her in the purest of white. He put a crown of flowers upon her head if she was to be devoured by this dragon, she was to be celebrated for her sacrifice. And so the princess went 
upon this dock that sat out on the lake. And there was a tall pole, you could call it, made of the purest of wood. And the guards pulled her up and tied her up. And she looked out amongst the crowd, half the crowd jeering, half the crowd weeping. And before they all turned away to leave her to be devoured by the dragon, the queen said, wait, I wish one more moment with my child. And so the queen stepped up onto the dock, went up to her daughter and embraced her with her back to the crowd. And what the crowd did not see was a dagger slide out from underneath the long, elegant sleeves of the queen and slice at her daughter's bonds so she could easily break them when the dragon came. All everyone else saw was a mournful mother. She whispered into her daughter's ear, I believe in you. You can do this. Save us all. Mother stepped back, turned around, her eyes filled with tears, not of sadness, but of pride, and joined the procession. And the princess, Sabra, was there, alone, waiting, listening for the flap of wings and a shadow to cover her from the sky. But instead, she heard hoofbeats coming from the east, galloping along, and then she looked. She saw him, the man from her premonition, red hair kissed by fire, the shield with the cross upon it, riding a white horse, coming closer to her, the Christian knight, the one that we all know as St. George. St. George came up, looked at the fair maiden and said, a part of the story we know, fair maiden, what ails you? Oh, it's, there's a dragon, and she's so overwhelmed by how handsome he is. She just starts rambling off the situation, and, and then suddenly she's completely forgotten herself, and he, he's saying, well, I will take care of this problem for you, and she, she's just swooning at how handsome he is. And then she feels the temperature drop and everything darken as she realizes they are in the shadow of the dragon. Oh no. And it's at that moment, St. George rears up the horse and pulls out his spear and begins battling the dragon, stabbing it with the spear, slashing it with his sword, blocking the poison with his shield. And then at that point, she realizes the girdle, catch. She rears back, pulls up the girdle, tosses it at St. George. He catches it and wraps it around the dragon's throat and slams it onto the ground. The enchantments from the girdle immediately cause the dragon to become docile and helpless. As the tales say, he dragged the dragon through the city, telling the people, so long as you all convert to Christianity, I will slay this dragon. Sabra's father, the king, complied. And as the stories have said, he immediately decapitated the dragon right there in the bed. And they all converted to Christianity. And there was a beautiful cathedral built 
Some stories say there was a fountain that granted healing properties that sprung from a spring right next to the new cathedral in the name of St. George. This troubled Sabra, as it was the old ways, the ways of stone, sea, and sky. It was not the ways of the Christian God that had saved the people. But her mother took her aside and realized we are strong women. For centuries, we have always stood behind great men. And your daughter will know, and her daughter will know, throughout time, that you are the true hero in the tale of St. George and the Dragon. Thank you. Tu madre quando te parò e te chiato mando che rosso non la nete Dio per amarzegando che rosso non la nete Dio per amarzegando Adio, adio, querida, no quiero la vida, me malabargues tú. Adio, adio, querida, no quiero la vida. Me la magartes tu. When your mother bore you and brought you into the world, a heart she did not give to you to love another, a heart she did not give to you. To love another, farewell, farewell, beloved. I do not wish to live, you have embittered me. Farewell, farewell, beloved. I do not wish to live, you have embittered me. Vaboshka teatro amor, aha otros puertos, aspera otra ador, que para mi sos merza. Aspera otra ador que para mismos muerta. Adio, adio querida, no corro la vida, me la marcartes tú. Adio. Adio, querida, ne quiero la vida, me la magartes tú. Go seek another love, 
knock on others' doors, wait for other passion, because for me you are dead, wait for other passion, because for me you are dead, farewell, farewell, beloved. I do not wish to live. You have embittered me. Farewell, farewell, beloved. I do not wish to live. You have embittered me. I'm Hella Stormbringer from the Mid-Realm, and I'm out in the SCA. I don't remember exactly when it was that I decided to come out. I don't even think it was exactly a decision. It just came up in the course of some discussion or other. And uh, honestly, it was really liberating. Uh, It also, to anyone else at least, wasn't really that big of a deal. Uh, It didn't change the way anyone treated me. Uh, Nobody was any less nice, any less accepting. And it was it was great to really be able to be myself, my complete self. Uh, it's the first place that I've ever really been able to be just completely wholly myself, and that's awesome considering that I'm, you know, wearing clothes from another era and uh, going by a name that I chose instead of one I was given. Um, it's really great actually because. Being out in the SCA, being able to be a lesbian here, um, gave me the, the strength and the courage to actually be able to come out in mundane life. You know, first to friends and, and uh, co-workers and then my family. And uh, all in all, it's been a really wonderful experience. So uh, thank you, SCA, for helping me be me all the time. Thanks. I was born at the dawn of a cold autumn day when the wind met the mist on a hill. A child of the Northlands, I'm free as a bird and my body's as strong as my will. I laugh at the blizzard and dance in the gale from the wild geese I learned to take flight. My first lullaby was the song of the wolf and the cry of the loon in the night. And it's hi-ho, down from the snow, down with the hail and the rain, down with the thunder crashes and roars. I am the north wind's daughter. Wild as the storm, I'll never be tamed, for I am the north wind's daughter. I am the north wind's daughter. When winter's white cloak lies so cold on the land, then I dance on the ice-frozen lake. To send down the sleet or to send down the snow, while I feel it is my choice to make. I run with the deer in the pine forest dark when the northern lights sleep in the sky. When bonfires are lit to drive off the deep cold, with the hawk and the eagle I fly. And it's hi-ho, down from the snow, down with the hail and the rain, down with the thunder crashes and roars. I am the north wind's daughter. Wild as the storm, I'll never be tamed. 
for I am the North Wind's daughter. I am the North Wind's daughter. Come spring and come summer when warm fills the land, well, don't think I have fled far away. For I am the storm wind that shreds the white sail, with the lightning and thunder I play. I ride on the crest of the rapid's white wave, where it leaps and it foams on the sand. Come sailors, take warning when you hear my voice, then you'd best keep your feet on the land. And it's hi-ho, down from the snow, down with the hail and the rain, down with the thunder crashes and roars. I am the North Wind's daughter. Wild as the storm, I'll never be tamed, for I am the North Wind's daughter. I am the North Wind's daughter. Come all you brave men now, come heed my advice, for with you I shall never abide. Though many have tried, just as many have failed, for you can't take a storm as a bride. Speak not your sweet words, they mean nothing at all, oh swear not any promise to me. Do not try to follow, do not dream to dare. If you love me, you'd let me stay free. And it's hi-ho, down from the snow, down with the hail and the rain, down with the thunder crashes and roars. I am the north wind's daughter. Wild as the storm, I'll never be tamed, for I am the north wind's daughter. I am the North Wind's daughter. A pretty, pretty, pretty duck. A pretty duck. A pretty, pretty duck. A very pretty duck. There was that said, To whom shall I make moan? To whom shall I make moan? I have been long a
yet long have sought and still do crave, yet long have sought and still do crave, at rest my heart to say. I'm Lucrezia Lepida of Trimeris, and I'm out in the SCA. Hellos, I'm Lady Siobhan and Eric of Connacht, a bard from the Mid-Realm, and I am out in the SCA. Hi, my name is Melisandia Filia Willamy Filii Roberti of House Honey Badger in the Kingdom of Antir. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I am out in the SCA. Hello, my name is Nobilis Cedar the Barefoot, and I am queer in more ways than one. I had only just come out as non-binary or genderqueer right before I joined the SCA, and honestly I was welcomed into the barony of Concordia of the Snows, which is located in the northern part of the East Kingdom, with open arms, open hearts, and open minds. When I first explained to my newfound Skadian friends and family that my preferred pronouns were they, their, them, they all did their absolute best to use them, and that's more than I can say for my mundane family. They even corrected each other in front of me. And more importantly, they corrected each other when I wasn't there. I think I was actually one of the first in the East Kingdom to receive a gender-neutral title with my AOA, or also known as the Old Word of Arms. It was a Japanese title. It was San. And when I heard King Kenrick present me to the populace as Cedarson Barefoot for the very first time, my jaw just dropped. I think there are still pictures on Facebook or something like that. I thought I'd heard him incorrectly, and when I... When, I was, when it was explained to me, I was just completely elated. I was flabbergasted. I couldn't believe it. And now, years later, the SCA has recently presented other options for gender-neutral titles, and I decided that I wanted to go with Nobilis instead. Now, I'm not saying that I haven't met Skadians who don't accept my identity. I've actually received quite a bit of pushback from some folks. Maybe even been berated a few times. And it hurt. It always hurts, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. But my Skadian family, my true Skadian family and my friends, who really do accept me, they make it all worth it. And honestly, they saved my life. I'm Nobilis Cedar the Barefoot, and I'm out and queer in more ways than one in the SCA. My SCA family accepts and loves me as a bisexual person and as a non-binary person as much as they accept and love me for being a bard. I have my pronouns on display on my EK wiki, and any scroll I receive since I put them up will speak of Bird and their service to the kingdom and society they love so much. My name is Gentle Juliana Bird from the Kingdom of the East, and I am out in the SCA.
I'm Master Tvorimir Danilov of the Kingdom of Antir. I am very much out in the SCA. I'm Alfleet from the East Kingdom. I'm a transgender woman in the SCA. What first attracted me to the SCA was the garb. Making my own clothing and dressing the way I wanted to dress was empowering. I still remember the euphoria I felt at Pentec 27, walking through the marketplace, still closeted and beardy, wearing a knee-length purple tunic and feeling at ease. I found in the SCA community of supportive friends and a safe place for me to present as myself for a weekend or a week before I was ready to come out to the rest of the world outside the SCA. I'm Ginevra Fiametta di Silvestri from the Kingdom of Atlantia, and I'm out in the SCA. I'm Ermagard. I'm a bard. I'm from Ansteora, and I am openly genderqueer in the SCA. I walk among you. Do you see I am here? I walk among you. Have I caused you to fear? The stories you tell of what's wrong and what's right, of what kind of people are strong and have might, of whose hearts are gentle and whose formed to fight. These tales make believe you can know all that's true, and yet I walk among you. I walk among you, cross a plain red as blood. I walk among you, neither evil nor good. Your stories say everything's black or it's white, that nothing exists between darkness and light, that my dawn dance is dreamed like a fish taking flight. No words in your tongue give the name that I'm due, and yet I walk among you. I walk among you, have you heard what I am? I walk among you, neither woman nor man. These stories you've heard ever since you were born Of a bee and a bird and how skin should be worn Would believe that the butterfly sins for your scorn And that nothing exists which is out of your view And yet I walk among you We walked among you while the centuries unfurled We walked among you on all the roads of the world our stories were hushed when the crusaders came. The scribes inked their histories and struck out our names. We were drenched in a doctrine of silence and shame. Our fathers weren't taught what our ancestors knew. And yet we walked among you. I walk among you, now you see me, I'm here. I walk among you, and I bring you good cheer. Our voices have sung since the time before time. We've danced in your temples and praised you in rhyme. We survived, and our lives will no more be a crime. If you'd value love, make love's story come true. And we will walk among you. We've always walked among you. Money, you cross o'er the starry night sky, far faster than the fleetest of ships. But faster yet was my parting sigh. sweeps o'er the east as I in the west am 
And I'll go off to war Neither man nor woman will take that from me And I'll take my sword and on to the field No more savage daughter, victorious I'll be They called him, alas, the child she bore But a fierce warrior's heart beat deep in his chest And he called to his mother and bade her to listen No more savage daughters, your son I will be And I'll bind my breast and I'll go off to war Neither woman nor man will take that from me And I'll take my sword and on to the field No more savage daughter, victorious I'll be the enemy numbered least fifty to one, but yield he did not, no matter the cost, and his sword struck truly, his shield sorely tested, no more savage daughter, not one knew but he. They found him surrounded by enemies slain, the bindings now tattered, his secret now plain, and the fierce heart now lifeless, well bitten by steel, no more savage daughter, sword slain was he. He woke from the bloodbath in Odin's fine hall, the bindings not needed lay on the stone floor, and a hand reached to help him, a voice bade him listen. No more savage daughter, shield brother, you'll be. Larkin of North Shield with Savage Daughter No More here on the Bardic Pride edition of the No World Bardcast. My name is still Lord Gideon Ob Stephen from the Fair Kingdom of Atlantia. Uh, as you can see, I said very little this episode. I really wanted this community and the voices within it to be able to speak for themselves and provide us with something different. This was just very special, and I really want to thank everybody in the Facebook group from all over the known world, Colette the Bard, Bird the Bard, all my friends in Summits and on Tier. I uh, don't want to start listing people because I'll miss somebody. We'll post a playlist for this episode on the website very soon, but I just kind of wanted you to experience it as a whole. And this is your episodic reminder that the Normal Broadcast is an independent production of Deep Nerd Media. It's not directly affiliated with the Society for Creative Anachronism, and we answer to no one but our own damn selves. My name is Lord Gideon Op Stephen, and I'm out in the SCA. See you next time, right here on the Known World Broadcast.